Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast, hosted by me, Jesse, and my best friend, me, Jordan. Today we're going to talk about the education system. On top of our Super Bowl predictions and the new and improved football thing, the XFL. The Premier League, I think is what you're trying to say. Let's get this started. Let's start talking about college. I just got out of college, and I have been in college for roughly six years at this point. I went to Slippery Rock, Slippery Rock, for one semester, then I transferred to CCBC for a semester, a community college of Beaver County. And then I went into their aviation program for a semester and a half, and I dropped out of that after I soloed playing a Cessna plane for the very first time. And I thought I was going to die. I, oh, I got close, close enough to crashing the plane that I didn't want to ever do it again. So I was like, that's not for me. And then I went back to CCBC and I enrolled in their digital media design program loved that and then I took a semester off and then you know I was like you know what I've gone this far might as well finish it and then I went to Penn State Beaver where I graduated with my corporate communicate with a bachelor's in corporate communication and now I'm here making a podcast <laughs> yeah yeah finally, qual- finally qualified enough exactly the one thing that Whatever. I actually learned from all of that was how to make a logo and how to record a podcast. Hey man, as long as they don't know what to charge for. It's free. <laughs> the podcast uh, is. <laughs> no, the podcast is free. Not not for long. Not that paywall is coming up, folks. <laughs> nope, it's always going <laughs> to nope. be free pretty much. <laughs> Please keep listening. <laughs> Please. So you've been bouncing around a bunch then. Yeah. And you, and basically, is the reason you continued school just to finish your bachelor's, or what? Or did you bounce around and then finally settle into something that you actually wanted to do? Honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and that's why I felt like I needed to needed to continue in my education. After I was done at CCBC, I was like, okay, I'm good at um, graphic design. I can make stuff on. Um, Photoshop and Illustrator and um, other Adobe programs. I can do that work. But if someone were to come up to and ask me, hey, what does this mean, like a specific word, I wouldn't be able to tell them. And I felt like, well, I need that education so I would be able to tell them. And that way, in a professional setting, I would be taken seriously. But, but your interests have run the gamut between flying a plane forever and uh right okay making yeah so did you just decide one day that like you were ready to get your bachelor's in graphic or in what's essentially a graphic design and communications in a business setting right right yeah so i originally like when i went to slippery rock i was um undeclared i didn't know what i wanted to do and then when i went to ccbc to fly the planes i the only reason I did it is because I heard they had to retire at the age of 55, 
they can only work so many hours and they make a lot of money. And I was like, hey, if I could be... That's sort of their specialty there. Yeah, if I can be done by the age of 55 as an air traffic controller, mind you, then that's what I want to do. And I didn't know on top of that that, excuse me, as an air traffic controller, you had to get your pilot's license. And so you had to fly the plane, and I thought, well, that'll be kind of cool. And I remember my instructor telling me they normally have 10 hours before your first solo, and your first solo is just taking off and doing your three basic turns and then landing, which I was like, okay, well, that's coming up for me. And he said, normally no one ever hits that. Normally it's closer to 20 or 15 hours. And then my instructor had me do it at 11, and I was like, hmm, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll try, sure, why not? And that's ex- actually exactly how I went into the situation. And I remember sitting in the plane, and I was just thinking, please, God, do not let me die today. And just on my, my third landing, I was coming in extremely low because I slowed down in the plane, and if you slow down in a plane you're going to lose your altitude. Stalls, yeah. Well, yeah, there, there, I could get deeper into that, but I slowed down because someone else was le- going to land before me, and mm-hmm. in, you're not, I don't, if I can remember correctly, you're supposed to extend before your final turn, or your final base turn. I may be messing that the vocab vocabulary of that up, but you're supposed to extend that out before your final turn. Instead, I just slowed down the plane and then I did a turn which is like drifting in a car except I did it in a plane and that made me lose a lot of altitude and then instead of having a nice 45 degree angle coming down I was had like I was looking directly into the hillside of where the uh landing zone was <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like yeah I, ca- I called in I was like I'm gonna go around again so I had to re-engage the engine and just went around and I just force that plane onto the ground afterwards. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to do this again. <laughs> no, but um so yeah, that's why I did that and then I went into went to CCBC and I heard about their uh graphic design or their digital media design program. And I was like, you know what? I've always been interested in like making videos, uh making just drawing stuff, creating things. And I've it kind of I found my my knit my niche. 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 I, I like I, to say niche. I've I f- heard it both ways. I found my niche in creating things like that, and I found like a community also based around that. Mm-hmm. And it just I don't know. It just it just felt right, and I was also selected as the lab assistant while I was there. And that also told me, like, okay, you're the best we have, at, like, at CCBC in this program right now. Mm-hmm. So that told me, like, all right, I'm in, I'm in the right field. And then I just eventually just decided I can, I'm gonna go get my uh, bachelor's after taking a semester off because I, I didn't really see any job opportunities for me. Mm-hmm with only an associates. Right. So that was really the only reason. And I was lucky enough to find like a good friend group at Penn state Beaver. 
And I, I honestly, it's only been a month, but I, I do miss like the camaraderie of the people. But that's like the main thing I miss. I don't miss the work <laughs> or the tests. Yeah. Well, tell us, tell, tell me. So I went through mine. Yeah. So, so you went. Yeah. So tell us like the beginning of yours and why you went there. What, like, tell yeah, us your, I, your full story, your full timeline, like I did. Then go back and then dive deeper. So. I got out of high school and went to college, Grove City College, which is actually very near to Slippery Rock. And from there, I wanted to I wanted to be a doctor originally, so I was pre-med, whatever that means. And uh, um, so I was pre-med for um, starting out as a biology major for one year. And after a year, switched over to biochem because I decided I didn't like biology. And uh, so went on and did three more years at, as a biochem with a hard focus on chemistry. And uh, towards the end of my last semester, I started to think about graduate school. And I applied to my credit before the deadline. But little did I know that uh, I, when I applied in April, um, Usually people get their acceptances by March at the latest. So mm-hmm. I'd missed that boat. Um, so then I went and worked for a year at a uh, chemicals company, um, decided that I also didn't have enough experience, even with my bachelor's. And so uh, I took a second crack at applying to the graduate school programs. And uh, I applied to a lot of schools in the G- or Washington, D.C. area. Uh, including Georgetown and George Washington is there a uh, reason? University of Maryland. Is there a reason um, for that area? I <laughs> there most definitely is. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so okay, so but the people the, don't know. Let me. Yeah, I guess <laughs> let me dive in more on uh, uh, my senior year of college. Um, I was taking a course called chemical crystallography, which getting wonky here in a hurry but um a lecture guest lecturer came and uh he was telling us about his research in george washington university in downtown dc about uranium chemistry and uh the research he was doing was neat and the technique he showed us was neat and i said well if i had to go to school longer i guess i'd try there and uh that was that was one of the schools i applied to and got denied and uh then i worked went to baltimore and worked um so i could live with amy that's that um, that was the main reason i thought that was what i was originally thinking (laughs) you um, you you said like there was this class and i was like whoa (laughs) there was yeah like okay there was a girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i met amy sophomore year and then uh we were dating and uh wanted to continue dating and that's why <clears throat> I was looking in DC area most it was mostly because of that research but um it also had the plus side of being in uh near to where she lived and then uh because I didn't get in there I worked at the chemical plant and that was in Baltimore which was closer to where Amy lived and then I lived with her for that year and then uh Yep. Then reapplied to a bunch of schools in the DC area because, uh, and again, I, I sort of got my fixation on the, uh, uranium chemistry. And so I was applying to schools like that, but also 
so Georgetown and George Washington were the big ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also applied to Maryland and um, uh, University of Maryland and University of Delaware. And uh, just in case I didn't get into any of the other ones. And then uh, I ended up getting both into Georgetown and George Washington toward both places and decided to go with my first, uh, first interest, which was the George Washington one. Mm-hmm. And I've been there for working on two years now. So you have two more years? <laughs> uh, three, three, year, three more years if I'm a good student and get my stuff done on time. Okay, cool. And my advisor, is, that's, that's a whole, that's, we can get into that later, but that's a whole mess. Mm-hmm. Three more years probably. Okay. Um, so I actually... And that'll be, and that'll be for a doctorate. I don't know if I said that. Yeah. So I actually wrote down, I remember we used to watch a TV show called Scrubs. <laughs> and um, that I actually thought about for the longest time going to school to be a doctor, just so we could both be, pretty... so we could both be doctors and we could was... re- relive like Turk and JD. <laughs> that was pretty much the reason I wanted to go to, well, that and because, you know, my parents were watching the medical shows and I was like, well, if you're smart, you go be a doctor. Mm. And so that's, and that's very much the mindset. I think even still a lot of, uh, I cannot tell you after, um, being a teacher's assistant for gen chem classes, general chemistry, I can't tell you how many pre-med and big old air quotes on that one. Pre-med students are bunches of them, (laughs) bunches and bunches. So, through your experience of college, um, what worked for you and what didn't? <clears throat> oh boy, what worked for me? Um, or what did you like? What did what didn't you like? What were your on the education system? We'll, we'll go as, edu- a, as edu- a whole. As a whole. Okay. Education system. The things that helped me through were having a friend group. Um, being properly socialized. I, I think I came out of high school not properly socialized. And so um, that was an opportunity for me to sort of learn more more about people and more about like having empathy and having good friends and mm-hmm. being a good friend and things like that. So that was definitely good. I had a um, few good friends that I met my uh, at the end of my freshman year and that really made the years go by a little bit better and uh what worked um um talk about because i know you i know you played sports in college too yeah i played football my first year and uh rugby throughout um so i played football freshman year and that was that was hellish for a few reasons um, I, I didn't fit in with football people culture, number one. So a lot of those really? people I knew. Yeah. Oh God, no. Um, I knew a lot of those people and, uh, I was friends with a lot of them. Um, well, mm-hmm. especially a lot of the people in my class, cause you sort of get the opportunity to bond while you're in school because one, you have to be at school two weeks early. Um, so nobody else is there and it's just you and a bunch of dudes. And so. You just hang out and you just just brown out (laughs) and you just hang out in the dorms and you know do some 
do whatever while the dorms are all empty and it was a good time <clears throat> and uh i worked out a bunch all the time and I, so i still hung out with uh, some of the football players i would see um there but um i would no that was that was hellish um the number one is sort because of my oldest brother um my oldest brother also wrestled in college and it was sort of like he came in and explained it like, well, you sort of come in, you have canned friends, basically. You just come in and boom, here's those people who you're doing right. this with. And so you're friends right. now. And then that's all great and all. But um, again, I didn't drink. I didn't, I, I wasn't properly socialized. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a, a lot of that stuff either went over my head whenever I had the opportunities to hang out with them or it just never sounded very interesting. So, right. And I think, you know, I think my lucky stars for that didn't, uh, cause a lot of people, you know, that's just what you do sometimes. And a lot of people come out of school with that experience and not much else. And so I relate to yeah. that in a kind of a different way with slippery rock. Mm -hmm. because I, I came out of high school, like I didn't have a whole lot of friends either, or I didn't come in with canned friends. I, yeah. my older brother went to slippery rock and so I kind of hung around him. And so I was friends with his friends, but I never had my own friends. Mm -hmm. And so that, and I can never like, you know, have those like good conversations of like, if you're struggling like me, like me and my brothers, we have a good connect, a good relationship, but we don't have that kind of deep relationship that you and I kind of have. Mm -hmm. And I, I had no one to like, if I was feeling some, some kind of way, I couldn't, I had no one to talk to. So I just isolated myself in my room and I, I didn't care for my roommate either. Um, yeah, I remember him. he, I mean, God bless his soul. <laughs> He's probably doing some some good stuff out there, uh, but I I honestly didn't know how he passed his classes because he slept all day, and I remember uh, I would go home every weekend because I didn't it, it's slippery rock, and I don't drink, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have no friends. So what am I gonna do? I was only in, like an hour and a half away from home, and I went home every weekend. And I remember I came back one weekend and my my I had a uh, a snack drawer and the Oreos I had in there were gone and I was pissed. Curse the thought. Like he still he ate a whole box of my Oreos or gave them away. And it was just like, dude, he went through my stuff. I'm like that's mm -hmm. not right. He did I I did have a case of Oreos mysteriously reappear. <laughs> so he did like buy me another case i didn't i never said anything because i was just kind of done mm. but just being in being in a college like that and this i actually went through a, a rough breakup i would say for me around that time too and so it was just all a bad situation and i feel like it was situational that kind of messed up my college experience yeah and but that's also why I really enjoyed CCBC when I went to their digital uh, media mm -hmm. uh, art program because I did have friends and I like we all got along. We hung out all the time. And so, yeah, having friends in college is like essential. Right. Well, I think the other the whole other side of it that 
we have yet to discuss sort of tellingly is the education part. Like you, you sort of have to be motivated and know what you want to do with yourself. Um, after. So, oh, this will be interesting because the way I was taught versus the way you were taught are completely different. What do you mean? So since I was, all my stuff was visual, right? Mm-hmm. It w- I, I didn't take any tests at CCBC when I was in right. that program. I didn't take mm-hmm. a single paper test. It was all, you're going to create something, and you're going to show it, and you're going to explain it, and you're, you're, you'll be graded off your work. That was amazing for me. Like, I got A's in all my classes then. Um, mm-hmm. I remember in high school, or it's even at, at Slippery Rock for the five classes that I had, like, I sucked at taking tests. Like, I, I've always sucked at taking tests. But wh- whenever I have a chance to um, create something, I do far better. Right. Well, I mean, at that point, it's almost you're displaying career skills rather than right you know taking a test but i have to advocate for the standard model only because i went through it and everything turned out okay and on top of that i learned a lot of things that i wouldn't otherwise know and i wouldn't have a head start i wouldn't have a head start on interests that i now have and are and uh are I'm having, I had experiences where it gave me an interest in a subject and I've built on that interest uh, in informal learning environments. Right. And uh, so like the history and politics, I, I think is all very interesting and I like to teach myself on it, but like, you know, I, I would have never figured that out, of, out if I didn't have a uh, foundations of history class, my sophomore year did but, or whatever that was but did you like the way you were taught those those classes because um, for me it was it was very like linear there was like well for history it is kind of linear like, how there, dare you like, <laughs> there, there is no there is no way to be creative about history because it is what it is. Well, I mean, even that's sort of that's sort of not true. I, I would maybe maybe your instructors or I, I'm going I, back I think, to I'm going I'm talking like high school. I'm talking back. To I would I, here's here's what the I think the distinction is that you were taking subjects that you didn't care about. It's not that the teachers were bad or that the teaching style was bad. It was just. You were learning things and you didn't care about it. And then whenever you started getting classes where you're doing things that actually relate to what you're doing, you become a lot more productive. Yeah. Because that's exactly the sort of things that I'm going through. Like, you know, I took, I took a bunch of classes in a liberal arts college and you start learning a lot of um, different skills, which is the entire point of liberal arts colleges mm-hmm. as opposed to technical institutes or whatever. But then I go to chemistry school and then uh, everything is in chemistry. And if it, even if it isn't a, uh, a subject I'm going to need to know all the time, I have enough knowledge to fill in the background. Like, 
nobody nobody is ever explaining to me a subject that I have no idea about. There, it's much more likely that they're, and I remember saying this to somebody I worked with before, they told me about this thing and they're like, do you understand this? And I said, there's, you know, I have the background knowledge to understand this, but I, 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 I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Right. And then he explained it and it only takes five minutes because it's something I'm interested in. And it's something that my work relies on understanding these things. Well, so. I, I can recall a class at a Penn State Beaver that I was in. It was the um, economics class. I think it was, uh, it was macro economics. And I actually really enjoyed that class. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like I, I really, I was always like fully attentive. Is that the right word? Attentive. Attentive. I said attentive. Studious. I was always, I was always there. I was always present in the class. (laughs) (laughs) Like I wasn't daydreaming or anything is what I'm trying to say. Like you were paying attention. He had, yeah, he had my attention, but every time I had a test it, I just, I didn't bomb it, but I, I got like a C on it. Like I was, that was like the only class that I I went into where I was like, oh man, I hope I, I hope I'm able to pass this class. And it sucked too, because I really enjoyed the stuff that, um, our professor was talking about. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I liked the professor. I liked the, the, um, the subject matter, but it was just the tests. It's like, uh, I don't know. There's something about like having paper in front of me. And having to take a test just doesn't, just doesn't work. Yeah. I'd rather, I mean, I could... I'd rather talk it out and then eventually I'll reach the right answer. I mean, I think the, 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 the perspective that I have on this kind of stuff now is that it doesn't matter that I got a three, two in college and uh, got a C in all of my calculus courses and ended up getting a B minus for my modern modern Europe class is it, it, the sort of takeaway is that you learn these things and you can apply them later in life. Like I get I get when you're in college, the grade seems important, and you know for getting a job it is pretty important. But um, what's far more important is understanding how and it's sort of it's sort of cliche once you're in college long enough they tell you the important thing is how how to learn not that you are learning right and but it's very true it's especially in um grad school and i sort of say this to anyone who who will listen for more than 30 seconds is i've made some of the most like just it's a it's a staggering amount of uh, progress in how i think about what my career is going to look like in the future and the networking I'm able to do and talking to people who sort of, you know, you see the people who do Ted talks on TV yeah, and then you actually get to talk to those people. Like I, I took a communications class with somebody who organizes Ted talks and it's like, look, everybody's just, everyone here is a normal person. They just have a willingness and an understanding of how these things work. And you can really just press yourself and, come up with some really uh, outstanding work for yourself but um focusing on the grade is very much it's understandable why we why you would do it in a college setting and it's really unfortunate that the, that's what the college setting trains you for but 
that's not important. And that's sort of, you shouldn't worry about how bad you do on a test. Let's see. I, I'm going to, I want to point this out. Now I'm going to go to um, uh, high school and stuff like that is that's all that matters during that, those 12 years is your grade. That's all that matters because I, people are trying to get into college that, um, yeah, pretty much. They're just trying to get into college and trying to get to the next level. And so the teachers teach to the test. They're not teaching for the love of teaching. They're teaching to toward a paycheck toward the te and toward the test. And so you can pass what we, well, we took the PSSAs toward those things so they can keep their job. Well, yeah. Well, the SATs are also. SA yeah. SATs. I, I sucked at those too. <laughs> Those but, those were horrible, man. Yeah, I, I took mean, them I, twice and did did worse the second time. <laughs> I did okay. I think I took them once and decided that was enough for me. Same with the GRE, the Graduate School SAT, basically. Mm -hmm. I took it once and I was like, "Yep, that's enough. Five <laughs> hours in a room, <laughs> good enough the first time." <clears throat> um, but like, it's just, I I can agree a little bit, but again, so and I sort of said this in passing, but. I look, I follow a Reddit group called grad admissions and people are always posting what they're at or what they're um, basically what their transcripts look like. And they're like, how, Oh, do I have a shot of getting in the, the Harvard moon school for astro surgery or something? Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and um, they, they post it and they're like, I have a 3.8. Is that good enough? I have a three point six and then it, but every once in a while it comes through the feed like i got in i had a three five and everyone's like holy crap dude how did you do it it's like i graduated with a three two mm -hmm. and maybe it was my ability to i put on my resume because nobody in the world's ever heard of grove city college i put on the resume they're like oh grove city is a really good school here's the incoming sat score but like what is probably far more telling for someone who's in a um admissions position is that once I graduated with uh, in biochemistry, I started immediately working for a labor company. And then a month later, I found a job at a chemicals company. Mm -hmm. And then a month later, I was there and I was doing chemistry. Right. And it's, I, I think those skills, because like, again, nobody teaches you that. On, nobody teaches you that in school. And I would argue that it's not the school's job to do that. But um not the, school, not the school's job to do what? To get you a job a month after graduating. But like obviously, obviously, they, if you go to if you go to a college and, and they do that and they sort of tout their uh, their um, people percentage of people working after graduation mm -hmm. in like three months or whatever, like those are obviously important. And you can you you can do a lot. You can do a little work and get a long way depending on what your career service department looks like. Right. But um. You know they're not they're not going to do it all for you, and so well, that's really up to you to make those make those sort of show show not in a class setting that you have the ability to understand how to put you in situations where you're going to succeed. Right. Well, I was actually talking to my um my mom about this earlier, but um she graduate when she graduated from where did she go? She went to. It was Robert Morris after she got her master's degree, right? Mm -hmm. They gave her at they at least gave her a list of jobs or places she could apply 
Sure. So that sounds like fair. And for me, I was just kind of dropped, I feel. I... Like, I I get I get that no one and I like, and there's a lot of like people that I graduated with that are also like they're feeling the same way they were just kind of dropped without any leads toward anywhere. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna get up for two seconds. Give me one second. Okay. Okay. So you were getting dropped as a child. Yeah, I was dropped on my head. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, let me see. Were you done with that thought? I, Do you have anything to tack on the end of it? Because, I mean, it was a pretty complete thought. I forgot what I even said, so sure. <laughs> you're, you, you were... Oh, they yeah. They dropped you. Yeah, your career yeah, service I mean, wasn't... I, I don't know if it's just because I never had a need to originally go see them. I didn't know how the college thing worked, you know what I mean? I was yeah. just kind of figuring out figuring it out by myself, and I was like, all, all I have to worry about is getting on that stage and getting that piece of paper. And shaking that person's hand—that's, that's all I have to worry about. And then, so, I then I, then I went there and I did it, and then I was like, "Well, I mean, I—that's I, yeah, that's sort of my point with the, you know, it's not career service job to get you a job, like, because you know I would, for Grove City, I'm gonna go down as a plus one in the category of people who had jobs six months after graduation. I was working for a temp company working as a lab technician that the, and I'm convinced the only reason that they had bachelor's degrees running that lab is because they could, because there's too many bachelor's degrees running around and they can just any, any poor soul who went to the local community college has a bachelor's degree and they can do that job. And the smartest and most well-informed person in the lab was some dude who's working there for 40 years. He worked right outside of high school, right out of high school. He started working there and he was by far the most knowledgeable person. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the leader of my lab was leaving whenever I showed up and I said to my supervisor, I, was, I said, I want more responsibility because this is, this is boring and right. not, not quite those words, but and then they hired somebody from outside with a master's and I said, all right, that's it. Like, <laughs> I, it's time I to start looking that. again. I remember that. Right. And so it's, again, I just, career service is, is going to do the things that uh, are going to make their numbers look good. But right. a lot of what you want to do with your life, just because it, because the, the problem the problem with sending uh, kids to school whenever they're 20 to 21 is all they know is school. All they know is doing school and uh, schooling for school's sake. And then you get out and you said, all right, make yourself happy. And it's and again, I don't I don't think it's a um, school's job to tell you how to be happy. I think their job, rightly so, is to evaluate your competence and then put you in a place to um where your confidence can i'm gonna try to word this better to where your abilities can be used appropriately and so yeah i just i i can i can definitely sympathize with the student because i was there but i don't i i think short-sightedness is is a huge problem with people looking to enter college at this point do you think it should be mandatory 
for people to take a year off after high school before they go to college to figure out if college is something they really want to do. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. Do you recommend? Do you think it should be more accepted? More because I feel like that's not a widely accepted thing. Should the stigma against taking years outside of school? I mean, if you know what you want to do and you have people who are advising you well and you have a game plan for what you want to do, go to college immediately, go to graduate school immediately. That's fine. But yeah, I do agree that high school students should be feel pressured to uh, um, know exactly what they're doing. If they need a year to work as something or figure their life out, that's fine. But at the same time, a lot of uh, success comes to those who finish high school and then go on to uh, college. So it's, it's a crappy game. You just have to know what you want for your life before you go and do it, which kind of sucks because uh, people like pushing you into directions that they think will make you successful and not necessarily happy. Yeah, and we live in a very fast-paced world, so the sooner you can get something done, the better. And that's, right. Well, that, I mean, the that's, thing about that's, thing about being a doctor is you don't you're not a hundred percent a doctor until you're thirty one. Right. So if you 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 want to start you're real soon. a long game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my next question is, after college, or mm-hmm. even during college, you need to get an internship at most places. Do you think internships should all be paid? Yeah, I don't. I don't see why not. Um, yeah, especially D, this is a big, big problem in DC. Is a lot of uh, staffers are unpaid um, for Congress members or members of whoever. And uh, no, you should absolutely, absolutely get paid for that. And but at the same time, if there's people willing to do it for free, it's hard to hard to undercut undercut somebody who's doing it for free. But but. Here's the thing, um, the people that need to do it for free are the people that need, need are required to have an internship for college. And so it's not that they want to do it, it's that they have to do it if they want to graduate. You're being forced into a corner. And so that's, so, I, that's, that's a big problem that I think needs to be the, addressed. The only problem I see with that is that it's easily gamed um, because if you're someone who has the means to live without a wage, say you have rich parents or whatever people who are paying for your way through college. And again, I have no problem with that either, but it's, I do. I can't, I, I, can't, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> well, I, so right. Like that's, that's my biggest issue. But at yeah. the same time, if somebody's willing to go there and do it for $0, like you're going to get the best of the best that way. It may be a hard cutthroat, world but those people are want it more and they're gonna go get it and like yeah and sort of wondering how to address these problems either in an ideal world or in the world we live in but in the world we live in like that's if if nobody's taking a wage then you just have that is something you have to plan into your life is that you're not going to get paid right because i'm you know i'm a graduate student i'm doing good work for a college that makes millions if not billions of dollars i'm getting paid thirty thousand a year and which is you know it's not it's not great especially considering that you live in the uh most expensive uh city in the world or whatever Mm. so to top it all off 
if you there is one way to make the education system better, how do you think we do it? Oof. And and a quick and a better quick in what way? Just make it a better experience for all. Fewer people need to find, or more people need to find their way outside of college. Like, you don't need like trade jobs. Not just trade jobs. You, like you don't need to be a college graduate to be a business owner. You don't need a college uh, degree to be a real estate agent. Or uh, I people have been trained to think that the only way you become successful is going to college, and that's a huge part of it. But at the same time, you can graduate college and be terrible with money and end up broke. You can graduate college and end up working at a job that you hate. And, you know, but it's. So, uh, so how do we make it better? Just how do we make it better? Um, Is it by teaching? Be be more willing to share your skills with people who are interested or as far as the incoming or the prospective student, go and find people go and find out what you want to do first of all just take a take an evaluation of your life and say what do i enjoy doing what do i think i can contribute positively with find somebody who's doing something to that and just start asking them questions just what's this like what sucks about it what's what do you expect to gain from all this and you know because it's too late at the job interview to ask why the boss thinks this job sucks and why they wouldn't take it. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, you just got to be around. And I feel like that's sort of a huge thing is um, we don't ask about these things before. Like if I, if I had to guess again to the poor pre-med, all 350 pre-med students that I had to teach, like a lot of those kids are going to drop pre-med and go do something else by the end of gen chem and you know just what if we could take what if we could take just one second to tell them what being a doctor is actually like and what the skills you need and say hey you're not going to get you're not going to be making doctor people money until you're 31 years old like now what do you feel now what do you think and you know people don't understand that and The Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So you picked the 49ers, I'm pretty sure. That sounds about right. I don't think there's any evidence in the podcast for it, but I mean, I think can, that's right. We can go back to the very first podcast and listen pretty, to it. Yeah, the very, the very oh, first. Right. This, no, this is the third one. Okay, yeah, this that's is right. The, we're in the third one. Um, fairly, fairly positive. You said the 49ers, and I said the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure too. I just don't know if that actually made it in the podcast. It did, and um, you know what? Chiefs won, so. They sure did. That's awesome. But the whole NFL better watch out. You want to know why? Why? Because the XFL is on the rise. Oh, no. Oh, And I heard yeah. heard my, my uh, old uh, faithful XFL team, the DC Defenders. Nope, the DC, DC Defenders. Yep, the DC Defenders. Yep. That's. Hold on. Hold on. What? DC is not a city. I know. It's um, that's so. Let me go so on. they got it wrong, basically. 
you don't say the state like what what are the only the only teams that are like that are like the Carolina Panthers and the Carolina Thrashers, but they're not a team anymore, so um, but like you you don't say state or province, I guess, and then team. It's always the city. That's why you have the Washington Capitals. I'm looking for the list of names oh boy. of the teams. Why can't I find it? Anyway, my boys lost. I saw the only thing I had seen anything about the XFL was the kickoff, and I'm a fan. Are you? You actually saw the kickoff? Yeah, I saw the kickoff. And you liked it? Yeah. No, I think what, some of the most brutal crap you ever face in football is just like just imagine let me let me paint the scene for you it's a it's a 68 day near the beginning of fall you're in the high school back courtyard area whatever and you're a freshman and they said you're on kick return you're going to be on the front line and you you're sit there and you think bashed in. all right how am i going to impress coach today <clears throat> and then you see him Big old senior coming in, weighing in at 280 because the boy steals chicken patties from everyone in the lunchroom. Just <laughs> big old hog molly man. Just got done. His girlfriend's really just giving him a brow beating for chewing in the middle of class or whatever. And he says, I'm going to give some kid a concussion. And there you are thinking you're going to make coach proud. And then you get your freaking teeth knocked out by some dude who's moving faster than you've ever seen a big man move. <laughs> and your career's over. And they're just like that. Hey, man, there's just no no reason some dude, some 200-pound dude needs a 20-yard run-up on you. Mm-hmm. Just, just just cut that out. It's, cut that out. No, but I, I'm going to also give props on the XFL for their extra point. I didn't see that. So it's not a field goal. Um, you can go for a regular field goal if you if you're not going for a touchdown, get your three points. Mm-hmm. But if for the extra point, you can get one, two, or three, depending on oh, where boy. you start. You can start at the two yard line, and oh, you can go for that gets you one point if you get in. Mm-hmm. You can start at the five yard line, that'll get you two points. Ooh. Or you can start. At the at ten, the yard, nope. Oh. At, at the ten yard line, and that'll give that'll give you three points. Or you can start at the fifty, and then you'll win the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get a multi ball. <laughs> then you get a multi ball. And then the rock comes out and freaking elbow drops whoever. Is that oh. a move? What an elbow drop? Um, the people's elbow. I think that's what you mean. It, it's called the it's probably not it's album. probably not what i meant but it works all right um so so in the xfl uh who do you think is going to win their their major championship let's start now who do you think is going to win the whole thing well let me look up you, some random names you got you got your st louis Battlehawks. you got your houston rednecks you got your Ro- seattle roughnecks. it's a roughnecks dude <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's racist. I, a um, lot of my family is redneck, so they'll appreciate that. Um, 
They got the Seattle Dragons, the DC Defenders, the Los Angeles Wildcats, the Dallas Renegades, the, Tam the Tampa Bay Vipers, one more, the New York Guardians. I'm just going to stop you right there. That's not all the teams also. There's eight. I'm going. What? There's only eight teams. I, what? If you're looking at the same thing I am on the XFL after you Google it. I want the Memphis Maniacs. Well, what is this for? Oh shoot, this is from <laughs> you're talking. In, this is from back in the day. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're looking at the the whole list. That team is 17 years old, and apparently when the XFL was back on TV, back when football was earlier. good. <laughs> no, um, so you have the the eight that I named. Well, since I was paying so much attention to the draft, I think I'm gonna go with. Oh, who's got the dumbest looking mascot? New York Guardians. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that—that's who I was gonna say, <laughs> dude. Okay, so I watched like a little bit of the game today they had, mm -hmm. and the New York Guardians trounced the Tampa Bay Vipers. Oh boy! I—it almost looked like it's my roster. What's the roster of my favorite XFL team? Well, we we're gonna. So I'm picking the New York Guardians to win the whole thing. Are you picking the New York Guardians to win the whole thing? Sure. Oh, boy. Tim Cook, the CEO for Apple, plays for the New York <laughs> Guardians. All right, folks. <laughs> um, what a day. All right, that's a good way to end it, I think. <laughs>